Hello there, and welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me today. My name is Denise Alvarez, and I have the honor and pleasure of hosting you here each week on the podcast. And just in case we're new friends, I'll briefly tell you about myself, and then we will jump into the topic of today's podcast. So as I said, my name is Denise And through my business, Storm Lily Marketing, I get to help horse business owners like you turn your website visitors into your customers. And I do that through coaching as well as website design and content, email marketing strategy, and Social Stride, my monthly coaching program. I do each of these things because I want to serve you and help you do more of what you enjoy doing, being out on the barn, out with the horses, or perhaps out also serving equestrian businesses. But I know that marketing is not exactly everybody's favorite thing, or maybe you would like to learn more, but it's kind of an unknown, right? So I'm so glad you're here because my goal here on the podcast is to give you a mix of step-by-step strategies and basic how-tos to help you not only see what's possible for your business, but to guide you through that process and help you to make it happen. So today on the podcast, we're actually talking about something that might feel a little early 2000s for some of you. And the reason I say that is because this is when blogging really started to take off. I don't know if you all remember, but Blogspot was really big back then. It was a free blogging platform that nearly everybody seemed to have, and not even just businesses, right? Lots of families and personal blogs were really taking off in the business saw the opportunities as well. But here's the thing, just like lots of people tend to think that email is dead when it comes to marketing, but it's not, blogging is also alive and well. And it can be a really great way to let those internet search algorithms know about your horse business. In fact, I did some research and I found that businesses that have a blog actually get 55% more visitors to their website because they get increased organic search traffic and blog promotion. And why do we care about website visitors? Well, think about it. More visitors to your site means more people that you can connect with and turn into leads and sales and customers, right? So that's why today we are diving into blogging for your horse business. First, we're going to look at the purpose behind blogging as a marketing tool. Then we'll look at how you can approach it from a strategic point of view. And then finally, I will share with you some questions that you can ask yourself to determine if blogging is for you. So now, before we really dive into this, I want to just make something clear up front for all of us. If you are here listening to this episode, then I am going to assume that you are willing to do the work that's going to be required to perhaps do a blog and really in this content series that we are entering into, right, where we're exploring different topics or different types of content, and then we'll talk about topics as well. So meaning if you're going to go through the work, you're going to actually regularly of some kind, and we'll talk about that, do a blog, meaning get it on your website. If you're not going to do it, you're willing to pay somebody to do it. And here's why I'm saying this, because as you know, you can hear what's possible with a blog, but if you want fruit from your labor, then it's going to require some labor. Now, it doesn't have to take a ton of your effort and your time, but it will take some intentionality. 
but you are here, so you already know that, right? So let's go ahead and dive in. First, what is blogging? Technically, you could get into the really specific side of things that having a blog requires a certain type of feed called an RSS feed that pushes things out. But the more simple version that we're going to adopt for this episode is that blogging is when you create an article or a series of articles on your website. So for example, you might have a page on your website that is a blog feed, and it's a scroll of multiple articles that you've written. And then a website visitor can click on one of those to read the full article, right? And perhaps it's categorized, and it may have a timestamp. And that's different than just having a page on your website or even multiple pages on a particular topic. It literally is a feed of articles. And ideally, it's regularly updated over time. You get to decide what regular means. And we'll talk about that. But that's essentially what we're going to consider a blog for the sake of this podcast. Now, why would you want to have a blog? That leads us to the purpose. Of course, if you're here, you are looking for ways to get more people to find out about your products and your services or your message or your methods. So you could easily say that the purpose behind blogging is to tell more people about you. But wouldn't you say that could be argued for most any marketing method? So let's go a little bit deeper and talk about blogging specifically. When it comes to having a blog, we're looking at it from the perspective of getting the right people to your website. So remember, people buy from people and companies that they know, like, and trust. And just like we've talked about with social media, blogs are not a place for you to just sell and tell about your offerings, right? If each of your blog articles are all about your products or all about your services, people will quit reading them, right? They don't have a ton of value. Now, certainly you're going to build that into your strategy, but the purpose of your blog should be education, or for some of you, it may be just engaging content. But regardless of the area of the equine industry you're in, blogging is an opportunity for you to put free value out into the world in order to build trust with a larger audience that will ultimately turn into your buyers and your customers. So why do blogging? to bring more of those right people to your website. And those right people will be a fit for your products and your services because of the content that you're gonna create, right? That's gonna be your filter. Now, blogging does also serve a purpose in terms of search engine optimization. Some of you know that is SEO. Meaning, as you provide regular free education on content that search engines have access to, it's public, right? then your website and your blog articles are going to be more likely to show up in search results when people are looking for the subject that your article is talking about, right? So for example, if you breed Morgan horses and you are writing content that's all about Morgans, then you're increasing the chances that when people are doing research on the breed, that they're going to find your website. So why do blogs help you get found? Well, there's two reasons, essentially. One, it's going to give more opportunities for those search engines to pick up your website. Meaning, if you have a website that has five or 10 pages, then you have five or 10 pages that Google or other search engines can index, right? They can put those literally into their index of searchable content. 
Now, if you have a website that has five to 10 pages, but you also have 20 blog articles, then you are, you actually have 30 pages to be indexed, right? So you're giving them more to feed off of and more to search and more to find you. Number two, it helps to keep your website looking current. Remember, I talked about regularly updating it. One of the key factors that Google has said it uses to bring in search results is the relevance of a website. And yes, relevance to the topic, but also if it's currently relevant, right? So if you haven't updated your website in a number of years and made no page updates, made no new blog articles, then it's actually less likely to be picked up when people are doing searches or searches for things related to your business. Now, granted, if they're searching for your business name, yes, they're most likely going to find you. But we're talking here about coming up in search results for people looking for topics and subjects related to your business. So that's how it has an SEO function as well. So we've talked about what it is. We've talked about the purpose. What about your strategy? Now, here's the good news. Even though you've heard me say regular, you do not have to create a whole bunch of content on a bunch of different platforms in order for you to be relevant to your best fit audience. Instead, blogging gives you an opportunity to repurpose your content. Now, notice I did not say reuse your content because I do want you to pay attention to the different platforms when you are copying and pasting, so to speak. You're gonna do some editing. So let's look at what this could look like, right? What is one way that you could use a blog post and then make it a part of your overall marketing strategy? Let's say you're gonna do one blog post a month. Let's actually get super granular here and we're gonna hone in on a specific business type. And if this is not descriptive of your business, that's okay, just picture yours here. So we're gonna look at Jerry Smith, the horse trainer. And Jerry is wanting to do more clinics and reach a broader audience outside of her area. So let's look at how Jerry could use blogging as a part of her marketing mix with her emails and social and potentially YouTube. Now, again, remember, even as I say this, you do not have to be doing all of these things. I'm just showing you what it could look like. Do a structure that works well for you and your team or your schedule. Okay, back to Jerry. So the first of the month, perhaps Jerry is going to publish a video on YouTube showing how you can teach your horse to back up from the ground. So she's going to talk about the importance of that, and then she's going to show how she teaches it and maybe even share a couple of different variations that people can take and use. After Jerry publishes that video to YouTube, she then goes to her website and creates a new blog post where she literally can embed the video from YouTube. So YouTube gives you a code and you can put it right there on the blog post so you're not having to create a new video. And then she just provides an outline or maybe even a transcription as the text of the blog post. Now on that page, she would give everyone that comes there an opportunity to sign up for her emails so they could be the first to know when a new video is published. And then, of course, she's going to send them a super valuable freebie as extra incentive and as a thank you for joining that list. Okay, so she did the YouTube video. She put it on her blog. And then she's going to email her list and say, hey, there's a new video. Here's the topic. Here's the problem I'm solving. Here's how you can watch it. And she's going to link to the video 
by giving a direct link to her blog post, right? To get more people to her website. So from here, Jerry is not finished. She can also take some snippets or some clips of the text of her email, or maybe even clips from the video. And then she can use that on her social media platforms. For some of that, she might invite people to join her list. Maybe she's going to use some of that content to invite people to watch the full video on YouTube, or maybe she's just going to make it an educational snippet, right? And that's it, just value and just serving. There are lots of ways that she could take and use that one video and incorporate it into her blog and then her social. Now, do not get overwhelmed at what I'm telling you. What I want you to see is the possibilities. I want you to see how you can approach blogging as a part of your strategy. You don't have to do exactly what I laid out here. Explore what works for you and for your audience. But remember that your blog is a really big opportunity to get more people to your website. Now, the other piece of your blogging strategy is going to be what you're going to post on your blog as far as topics go. So I do have an episode coming up in the next few weeks as a part of this content series, and we will dive into how you can come up with content ideas then. So right now, this is just about your overall strategy, okay? But we'll get there. Now, let's close out this episode with a few questions that you can ask yourself to decide if a blog is right for your horse business. Because you know that I'm here to tell you ideas. I'm here to tell you how things can work and how things can look, but it's not the same for everybody. And I want you to make a clear decision to know if this is something for you and if this is a right fit for you. Okay, so here's some questions that you can ask yourself. First of all, are you clear on the purpose of your blog? Is doing this connected to your ultimate why? For example, Jerry, our horse trainer, she knows that in order to get a broader reach, then she has an audience of people online that she can connect to. And by doing these videos and doing these blog posts, she's building trust and authority. And because she's wanting to do more clinics, she can definitely put at the end of each video, if you're interested in having me come to your ranch and do a private clinic, please reach out. So that's connected to her why in that way. So for you, make sure that your why is connected to your blogging strategy. Otherwise, you're going to start it out, but then you're going to lose motivation, essentially, to continue doing it. And then you're not going to get the fruit from that. Which brings me to number two, are you committed? It doesn't have to be a weekly blog, as I just shared, but to get the most from it, you should have some regularity for it to really benefit you. And it doesn't have to be a set schedule. I just have found with a lot of people for them to make it happen, putting it on a schedule is the best way to do that. So if you think that you can make it happen and you can create regular blogs without putting it on a schedule, go for it. But for a lot of people, they need to say, okay, on the 1st and the 15th or the 20th of every month or whatever the case may be, right? So then they've committed. The next question is about your website. Does your website have the functionality to host a blog? Now, most website platforms do have this functionality, but if it's not been set up for you when they built the website, whoever did it for you, if you did it yourself, then you might need to have somebody go in and see if there are some things that should be customized so that it matches the look of your website and matches the feel that you're going for in terms of how it's organized and how people get to it. Okay, one more question for you. If you don't have the time to create blog posts, but blogging is something you want to explore, are you willing to get help to do it? 
it's okay if you're saying, I cannot do this, but I want to do it. And so you pay somebody on your team to do it. Perhaps you have a college student in your life that enjoys tech and can help you get this set up. Or perhaps you pay somebody that is a marketer. Either way, make sure that if it's something you want to do and you don't have the bandwidth to do it, that you find somebody that you can trust to help you out. Okay, friends, those are all the questions that you have. Now, I do have one more thing for you. Since your blog will be hosted on your website, it actually might be a good time for you to do an audit of your website, meaning to go back and see if it looks the way you want, if it really is capturing the vision for your business and the heart of your business for people that are coming there to learn more about you. So I actually have an audit that is available to you if you go to stormlily.com slash audit. And it is available for purchase at any time. And it's my five-step process to review your website and create an action plan so that it will work to help you grow your sustainable horse business. Now, you might be saying, do I need an audit? Really, Denise? But here's what I want you to remember. Businesses, especially in the horse industry, are built on relationships. And so if your website is not at the place where it's helping you to build relationships with your potential customers, then I would definitely encourage you to take a look and see what changes you can make to improve that. So in this audit, you will get video trainings, you will get handouts, and I will show you what it looks like when I audit a website for a potential client that's wanting to update their website. And you can just take a look and see how your website lines up. So again, stormlily.com slash audit is how you can get that. And of course, all of the things I've shared in this episode will be on the show notes at stormlily.com slash 84. So you can head there anytime as well. Okay, I'm so glad you were here. Now, if you have questions about blogging and you've been wondering about it for your own business or you've seen it work for other people, but you're curious about how it could work for you, please feel free to reach out. I'd love to visit with you. You can shoot me an email anytime, denise at stormlily.com, or of course, head to the website and submit a contact form that goes directly to me and we can chat that way. But either way, I'm always here for you. All right. Thanks so much for being here. And we will come back next week with another new episode in our content marketing series. Have an awesome day. Thank you.